uh, I got a call last, uh, late last week, and uh, Ryan was just getting out of the doctor's. And he uh, said the doctor put him on quarantine and not to come to church, and could I preach? And I said, well, I'll try. We'll, uh, we'll give it a go. So he was uh, bummed not to be here, and uh, we'll have a good time. We'll have a good time today. It's, I can't say one thing, though. This, this sermon will probably be shorter than others, which is a good thing at times, right? It's like the, uh, the pastor that kept going on and on and on. You heard the joke about, you know, he got to the 27th point and uh, about close to an hour and a little child is sitting up front coloring away and everybody was just going, man, how long is this going to go? And he hit his 27th point and he said, in conclusion, and the little child said, finally. <laughs> and uh, so it'll be a little shorter today, but that's, that's good. I am excited about it. I always learn uh, when I put something together for preaching, and is really convicted on this, um, this last couple days in going through this. And it, what I'm speaking on fits in perfectly with our vision. And you know, the five points, and the one point that we're going to touch on today is where relationships flourish. Where relationships flourish. And what I want to look at today is how do we connect at a deep level with God and each other? How do we connect at a deep level with God and with, with others? And uh, that is so critical. I can't really think of much more that's, that's important is how does that happen and the, the impact of it. How many saw the cast, or Castaway with Tom Hanks some years ago? And you, you saw a guy who's stuck on an island and what happens? There's no one around. It's just him. And you see this slow emotional decline of him. Until what? Everybody, anybody remember what happens? His new best friend, new best friend was who? Wilson. Wilson. Which was a, if you haven't seen the movie, was a what? Volleyball that had a picture of a hand on it. It looked like a person. He called it Wilson. That was his new best friend. He finally had someone to connect with. And suddenly he is excited again and, and, and life comes back to him. And the, the impact of connecting with anything, in this case just a volleyball, but in our case it's with people. And the Lord is so vital. And what scares me the most when I talk with people who are going through a hard time, and I'll always ask this, um, who do you have that's alongside you? And if they rattle off some names, I feel better. If they say, well, I don't have many. I don't have anybody right now. It's just me. That's when I get nervous. Isolation uh, is, is a terrible thing. And it's that connection that we all desire, the connecting with God and with people. Uh, the problem is this. The problem is that we, we live, honestly, in a time the, the era of unlimited ways to connect, yet we're not. We long for, mu for meaningful connection with God and people to be known and understood. Those are two key things. I want people to know me and you want people to know you and you want ultimately to, to be understood, to be known, to have that connection. 
Connecting with people is the most obvious, but connecting with God, I believe, is even is much more deeper, for we long for both. I had a good friend who would sneak into church, not here, but in another place. She would sneak into church because she wanted to connect with God. But as soon as people started taking interest in her and started finding out about her, for whatever reason, she would leave the church. She longed for that connection with God. And truly, when I talked to her later, she longed for connection with people. But there was something in her life that kept her from making that. God desires fellowship with us and for us. Connection with God and people hinge on the same thing. It is central to knowing God and developing healthy relationships with others. It is a simple phrase that changes life daily. If you are like me, you want to connect with people, then memorize this verse. 1 John 1, 5 through 10 says this. This is the message that we have heard from him and proclaimed to you that God is light. And in him, no, there's no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him, yet while we walk in darkness, we lie and we do not practice the truth. But here's the key. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. Fellowship is connection. Fellowship is, is understanding each other. Have you ever been in a, a friendship or a relationship where they got you? They understood you and you understood them. And how great that is. It could be in many, many things. Um, I thought of an example when, when I was riding a lot. We would go out and there would be a group of three to five, six guys going out for hours out in the hills just training on our bikes. And we would get to know each other so well. We didn't even have to speak to each other. We could tell just by looking at them how they were doing, how they were feeling, if they were going through something or not if they were starting to get cooked, if they were starting to hurt, um, without saying a word, you just get in front of them and drag them along because you knew them so well. Have you had those relationships before? They're great. And when you're married and you have that relationship with your husband or your wife and you just look at each other and you know what's going on, that's that connection. That's the connection that we all desire. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's walking in God's light. The key to, the connect, to connecting with God is this. Read and look at verse 7. It says this. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. Here is the key to connecting with God and deeper fellowship with Christians. It's walking in the light. It's understanding God and it's following his ways. To understand the meaning, we need to understand what's happening in the church John is writing to at the time. There is a heavyweight championship fight going, in, going on in, of all places, a church. There was fighting going on and there was leaders at that time saying simply this. They believe that the human body is evil. It's uncontrollable. It's only the spirit is good. Therefore, Jesus 
could not have been in human form. But it was only imagined that he was. It was like a vision. The resurrection never happened. And the story of creation is just that. It's just a, a story. It's a delusion. It's a, it's a cruel joke. And what that was doing was causing people to question their salvation. They were saying, if Jesus was never really there, uh, am I, is all this just a hoax? Is everything that we're doing just a joke? And they were also saying, because your bodies are uncontrollable, do what you want to do, because only the soul is good. So there's terrible debauchery that was going on, because they believed that Jesus was not real. That's what they were being taught. John comes back, and he says, he just, he comes unglued. If you understand the, t- the context of this, let me read his, his first verses in this. He says, That which was from the beginning, meaning Jesus, that which we have heard, which we have seen with our own eyes, which we have looked upon and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. The life was made manifest, and we have seen it and testified to it and proclaimed to you the eternal life. John was saying, no, 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 no. I was there. I saw Jesus. He was as real as you are. I touched him. I walked with him. And he's ultimately saying this. Don't listen to these teachers. Listen to me. I was there with Jesus. He was real. And you are saved. And you can have a personal relationship with the same Jesus that I walked and talked with. It was very important to John about walking in God's light. But what about this idea of the body is is evil and only the soul is good? Do we see that in our life in our life today? Have you ever thought or have you ever talked with someone who says, uh, honestly, I can't control myself. It, it, my body is just wired this way. When I get into this situation, I react this way. When I get in this situation, I just, I just pop off to someone. I can't control it. Maybe it's gossip. When I get in this situation, I don't know why. I just, I just gossip. I just, I just talk. That's how God's made me. It's almost an excuse. That's what was going on. I can't control myself. When John hears this, he becomes unglued and races to destroy that. Ultimately, to know that you have eternal life. John is screaming that at the followers of Christ, that you walk with him and connect deeply with others. But what does walking in the light mean? What does that mean? It means this. To passionately follow Jesus Christ and his teachings. John 8, 12 states, again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. The identity of the light is found, and that's simply Jesus. He is the light that John is talking about. When we follow Jesus, we will be drawn into a into living, we will not be drawn into living sinful life, but be able to see clearly the way that we should live. It's living with the lights on. I almost got in trouble out at Legacy when I gave this example, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. Drive out Spring Hill night, Spring Hill Road, middle of the night, no lights around, 
take your car up 70 miles an hour, turn off the lights. What's going to happen? Yahoo. Yahoo. <laughs> Those roads are narrow, aren't they? It's going to be a crash. Without a doubt. You're going to hit a deer. You're going to ride, drive off into a, into a, a ditch. And bad things happen. But we do that spiritually, don't we? When we say, God, I got this. I'll call you when I need you. Do you ever do that? Yeah, I know. I need to be in the word. I need to be praying. That's ultimately saying, God, I got it. I'll call you when I need you. I'll come to church. I'll sing a song. But I'll call you when I need you. That's turning spiritual lights off. And bad things happen when we don't walk in God's light. That's why John over and over and over says to connect, to be with, close with God, you have to walk in his light. So what does that mean? Let's, let's, uh, let's give you some examples. Um, Romans 12 15 says this, rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who what? Weep. And it goes on. You know what that is? That's simply this. It's empathy. If you want to connect with people, show empathy to them. Empathy is simply understanding what someone is going through and the emotions and the feelings that they have at the time and identifying with them. And I'll give you two examples. One where it worked really well and two where it was just a train wreck and I, and I missed it incredibly. The first one was we got a knock on the door at our house and I opened up the door and it was our neighbor who was incapacitated lying on, in front of our door. Um, unable to really get up, to move, she slowly got up. We helped her up. And I said, this is not good. This is bad. And I heard her husband start to come around. And I thought, it's just getting worse. So he came around and just lit up at what was happening with his wife. And I immediately went to him to try to defuse him. And I listened to him. And I, all I remember saying was, you must be frustrated. And at that very moment, I saw him just deflate. And he went, yeah, I am so frustrated. And he just started talking about his frustration. And it was all I simply did. I, wasn't, I was not agreeing with what he was talking about. I was just identifying and having empathy with what he was going, what he was feeling. And that totally disarmed him. And he calmed down and he walked away. And I went with him and we got the situation figured out. She was safe. He was calmed down and the situation was taken care of simply because we showed empathy. That was the one time in the life that it worked well. The other time that it didn't work well was um, when we were in San Luis. And I'm probably going to embarrass my wife a little bit, but... Uh, my wife and I were dating and I came out of her house and I looked where her car was and there was a gentleman sitting in her car with the hood up and he had a crutch and it was, it was um, 
kind of putting the hood up and he was just sitting there. It was a hot day. It was about 100 plus. And I went up to him and I said, being very warm and empathetic, I said, get out of the car. It's the wrong way to do it. He lit up. He matched my intensity. And we went back and forth verbally. I said, fine, you've got 10 minutes to get out of this car. Otherwise, I'm calling the cops. And there were always policemen um, at a shop over here uh, for whatever reason. 10 minutes rolled by, I went out there. I said, get out of the car. And he said some more words. I said, fine, I'm getting the cops. So I went and I got the cops. Cops came over, talked to him for a little bit, pulled him out. He was not happy. Okay. As they pulled him out, realized he had one leg. And he grabbed his crutch. They gave him his crutch. And he was getting angry. He was getting very, very angry. And the cops were trying to calm him down. And he, they said something to him that made him mad. He took his um, thing, his crutch, and he whacked the lady policeman. And I said, that was not a good move. And they jumped on him. And they put him in handcuffs. And they started going through his pockets. And they pulled out this piece of paper. And it was from the local hospital. And they, and they looked at him and they said, were you the one who was run over by the train? And he said, yes. And I felt this big. All I had to do was to go up and show him a little bit of empathy. They'd give him some water. Understand his situation. And all of that would have been Fine. That connection piece, that completely disregarding the way God would have me deal with a person, sent it off in the wrong direction. Empathy works when it's used. God tells us that. If you want to connect with people, that's just one example of connecting. Is show empathy. Let me challenge you with this. Show empathy to someone today. Maybe it's easy for you. Maybe it's hard. That's walking in God's light. Listen to what's being said and identify how that person is feeling and tell them and see how they respond. I would love to hear it. I'd love to hear what you think. That's walking in God's light and connecting with people as just one simple example. Because we cannot truly have fellowship with God and others if we're not willing to walk with God we are simply fooling ourselves. God desires fellowship with us and for us. And by the gospel, we can do this. The gospel changes our heart and gives us desire to follow after God and to walk in his light. Otherwise, it's just rituals and just legalism. Acts, 20, Acts 2, 42 says this. We see that, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayers. They were following after God's light through reading scripture and devoting themselves to prayer. Colossians, I'm going to throw a couple of verses at you here. I'll go through them quickly, but they're so important. Colossians 3.16 says this, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing praises and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness, in your hearts to God. This is the very breath of God. And it is God's light in his word. And to 
spend time in it, devoting yourself to it, is walking in God's light. We cannot do it without it. It's impossible. 2 Corinthians 6.14 says this, Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? Pick your friends well. Pick your friends well. Who are some people that lift you up? Who are some people that you are around that when you walk away, you go, man, that was awesome. They, they, they asked me tough questions or great questions that drew me towards the Lord. Those, that's the fellowship. That's the people that you want to hang out with. People that lift you up. Why does God want us to connect deeper with him and with people? When we walk in God's light, we love and care about people. 1 John 2.10 says, Whoever loves his brother abides in the light, and in him there is no stumbling. When we love people, we connect at a deep level and demonstrate God's character. God loved you in ways that are undescribable. How well are you loving others? How well are you loving your family? How well do you love those around you? What are you doing to love those around you? Um, when they see you, when they talk with you, do they see Christ? Do they hear Christ's passions, Christ's words? We are God's image. We are the mirror of Christ. That is our purpose. So when we have deep connection with the Lord, we have deep connections with others, that's what people see, is Christ. There's nothing greater in this world. So let me ask you, let me leave with this, with this question. How connected are you with the Lord right now? And where do you want to be? Are you walking in God's light? Is that a passion of yours? And are you loving people? Let's pray. Father, again, thank you.